Welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. Boy, do I have a good episode in store for you. This is honestly one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. I just listened back to it and man, you are going to find so much valuable information about this. This episode is all around how to start a money conversation featuring Rebecca and Dylan, the rad coaches. And man, did we have a rad conversation. This was super fun. We talked all about how to start a money conversation and especially how to start a money conversation within a marriage. You're going to learn a ton. We cover some great questions. Why it is important to talk about money in a marriage. How it's the foundation. How you have many missed opportunities or your goals could be misaligned if you aren't talking about money. And much, much more. There's a bunch of things about how your conversation should be structured. Are you having an annual budget meeting or maybe a weekly check-in? There's a lot in this episode. And man, you got to make sure to listen to the whole thing and then probably listen to it one more time. And then if you have anything that you need more information on, please check out Rebecca and Dylan's information in the show notes and be sure to contact them. But the money talking points for today's episode are what money topic can I start talking about today? And two, where do I want to go and what financial obstacles are in the way? So be sure to keep all of that in mind and let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance. The goal is just to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. Welcome to today's interview. I have Rebecca and Dylan here with me from Rad Coaches, and we're going to be talking today on how to start a money conversation and specifically how to start a money conversation within a marriage. So, Rebecca, do you want to go first and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Rebecca. Um, I'm the R in Rad Coaches. <laughs> and Makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's R Andy um, is actually like the name of the business. And so we just shorten it to rad coaches. Um, but yeah, we're financial coaches and a married duo. Fun. Dylan, do you want to go ahead and let us know what you're up to? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like Rebecca says, we work together. And so we really specifically like are helping married couples with their, their personal finances. And like today's conversation is going to go, it's like starting that money conversation that might feel awkward or tense, or just not sure how to navigate it without like striking a chord in the wrong way with your partner. So yeah, that's what we're up to over here. Diving really deep into this, this topic. Yeah. I'm really excited, especially to have a couple that's on that knows money and to have this conversation with you guys. Last week, actually, my wife was on the show and her name's also Rebecca. So we just have a couple episodes with Rebecca's on these on the podcast. So that's pretty fun. (laughs) So let's let's dive right into it. Like you said, we're going to be talking about how to start a money conversation and how to talk about money. But why is it important to talk about money in a marriage, Dylan? Why do you think that? Well, I think the the foundation in the relationship when it comes to money has to do with the conversation. Um, I mean, it's just it's a blanket piece that you have to have. Otherwise, there's just going to be a lot of guessing and wondering what's going on with money. And we've we've been doing a lot of research and it turns out like the conversation is the baseline and is more important than anything else. You can you can have a great conversation about money. You can talk about money and have no money and have a better relationship than someone who has all the money in the world, but can't talk about money. 
Or, yeah, important. they can't talk about it. So if you, the conversation is so important, it can even get you through hard times with money. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense in my mind. Like if you're just talking about it, you're more comfortable with it. You may still be stressed, but like you're at least having conversations about it. You're not guessing, like you said, and wondering, Rebecca, what do you think about the importance of it? It's really just the first stepping stone on building a life together. And especially if you if you do have bigger dreams, which most people do, right? When you get married, you have dreams of this life that you want to have together. And um, making financial decisions together is just the very first stepping stone because you do have to have those bigger conversations about money that are really hard. Like when we're having, when we're talking about life insurance for each other and we have to deal with some really like real things, uh, then, then we need to be comfortable with at least just talking dollars and cents. So I think all of those things kind of lead into each other, um, as far from, you know, just how are we going to buy a house or what about kids or what about, you know, all of those, all the way to the retirement conversation. So it's just, it touches money touches everything in your life. And then it touches a lot of things most things in your marriage too. So it's just really critical. Yeah, I like that. It touches it touches everything, whether you like it or not. So you got to be prepared to talk about it, whether you want to or not. So why not have a good conversation about it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great start to this episode. I love it. It's very important to make sure you're talking about money. But what harm can come if people don't talk about it? Like you said, Dylan, it may be you have a ton of money, but you're not happy because you're not talking about money. But what other harm can come about if you're not talking about money? Well, I think there's an, an a missed opportunity for the relationship of where you want to go. If you're not talking because like Rebecca said, everything's tied together. Uh, if we aren't talking about our finances, I might be doing one thing with our money. Rebecca's doing another thing with our her money, or I should say I'm doing one thing with my money. She's doing another thing with hers. And so we're never like reaching for the same goal at the same time, potentially. And so there's a huge missed opportunity, especially if we're talking about buying the first house or, you know, saving up for retirement so that we don't have to work in the future. Like if we're both playing separate games, then that's not good because we've already combined our life in a lot of other ways. And so we're kind of just, we're risking the potential better life by not mm -hmm. working together. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, don't know if you'll ever get to those goals if you're playing the whole game separately, because you're constantly trying to like, help pay for things together, like bills and stuff, but then you're also saving for the own things that you want to. Like, I can't imagine it would be really difficult if one person had 80% of the down payment for the house because they were more focused on that goal because you never talked about it. Like that would be a really precarious situation to be in. It might even create resentment, right? Like if mm -hmm. I, if you saved up 80% and then your wife was just kind of like spending money however she wanted to, not, you know, I'm just making up a mm -hmm. scenario, <laughs> of course, right? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> but but that, that might create resentment in the relationship of one person's trying really hard to save while the other person just like money comes in and it flows right out, you know? Mm -hmm. That's that's not good. Yeah, I think it definitely turns any things that you might think are goals and dreams. They're really just wishes if you're not intentionally talking together about how to manage money. And it does start with the small transactions and those add up to big things in, in the future. Yeah, I, I love that. I might quote you on that in like on social media and stuff that goals and dreams are just wishes if you're not talking about money. That, that's <laughs> really good. So like you guys, you mentioned as you were talking, you were saying the scenario you were playing out was I'm saving my money, she's spending her money or vice versa, however it might be working. What if what if someone asks you, what if we keep our money separate? Then I don't, what if I don't need to talk about it because our money's separate? What do you guys think about that? I think we've kind of touched on it, but have any other thoughts? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's actually been a, a couple surveys come out in the past year or so that say that couples who just like cohabitate and do manage their money separately, which, you know, but obviously they're not really talking about it much because you're making your own decisions, you're playing your own games. They have lower net worths than couples who work together as a team. So you're legitimately jipping yourself of wealth building opportunities by doing this really individualized solo game. Um, and it actually does impact your, your net, your net worth. So on just a dollars and cents space that can be really harmful. Well, and I also see like, this is when we first got married and we combined our finances, it, it relieves so much stress because imagine like every account that's open, you want to keep a certain amount of money in every account. Like you never want anything to go to zero. So if I have a bunch of accounts, each account has to have a minimum amount of money. And, and so that like prevents us from being as effective. Cause if we just work one account, then we can just keep that one account at that low number. And we're mm -hmm. not too stressed because, you know, there's six other accounts that need to keep a hundred dollars or something like that in it. So we can actually use all this money towards our goals or whatever we're working towards, or just going out and having fun. Yeah. It just allowed us to really streamline things yeah. and to be more aggressive because we were just really two people working together towards one goal. Um, and that is just incredibly powerful. I mean, they say two heads are better than one for a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely makes sense. I've seen it. My wife and I, we do our money together, but like you said, it streamlines things it makes things like simpler. Like you said, we don't have a bunch of accounts that are, we're stressed because they're low, but maybe we have plenty of money because we have so many accounts, but like just seeing it all in one place, I think can make you more comfortable and a little less stressed. Totally. It's nice when both paychecks hit at the same time too, you know, that's yeah. like, a... <laughs> or, or when you both have a three paycheck month because of the every other oh, yeah. Friday or something like that, then you're loaded, but <laughs> awesome. So Typically, I would say in a marriage, most people aren't both like financial coaches and helping people with money like you guys are. So I, I was talking about my wife about this interview. And I was like, that would be really interesting because they both obviously know money and know how to like handle and work with money. But what if one spouse doesn't like what if one spouse doesn't want to talk about money and one does? How how does that get brought up? How can you have that conversation? Yeah, so it's really an interesting it's really an interesting question because it's we think that it needs to be different from really any other kind of hard conversation. Um, but I think, you know, as you learn how to communicate with your spouse and as as a as a team, you'll realize that there's kind of just some ground rules for how you can engage your partner on challenging topics. And it doesn't necessarily, it might not it might be money, it might be just like, hey, you're doing this thing and it's really bothering me, right? So um it's really about inviting that person to the conversation yeah. and never springing them on and springing it yeah. on them. Um, and just doing so in a really like loving and respectful way. Um, and we highly recommend also doing it when things aren't necessarily just awful, because that's going to set you up for a more productive conversation with your spouse, um, as opposed to crisis mode, right? When everybody's in fight or flight, everybody's like cortisol levels are through the roof and, um, and then you start, start to build these negative associations. So if Dylan always brought, only brought it up to me when financial, financial issues were, you know, awry, mm -hmm. then, then, um, then I would build a negative association that anytime he would come to me, um, it's because there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, we want to avoid that. Um, and then also just saying, Hey, you know, I'd really love to look at our budget together. How, when, when's a good time for you? Mm -hmm. So don't spring it on them, schedule it and don't make it about a crisis. Just make it about 
you know, coming together on this as a united front. Yeah, I can totally see that, especially with that negative association. So Dylan, you got to stop bringing up money every time something's going wrong. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to tell him. (laughs) Dylan, what are your thoughts? I think I definitely agree with what Rebecca said, like, don't make it a negative connection. But how can how can someone, I guess, bring it up? What if something is going wrong and they've never talked about it before? Oh, well, I think, again, inviting the conversation and and even if things are going well, you know, we need to stack things in a certain order. You know, if you're giving somebody feedback, you don't Mm -hmm. want to necessarily like hit them with what's wrong right away. But I would I like starting conversations about what are you interested in? Where do you want things to go? And then. Uh, and that kind of leads naturally to like, oh, are there any obstacles in the way? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we got we got some debt over here that we might want to manage so that we can have more cash flow to pay for the house that we're looking to buy or whatever it is, you know. So by by addressing these things that the other person's interested in and learning what's exciting to them, that also gets them more engaged opposed to just telling them we have to take care of these things right now. I'm kind of I'm taking time to invest in my my spouse and saying, I'm really care about you. I'm interested in what you're interested in. Tell me mm-hmm. about that. And like we said, everything's tied with money. So it's like, even if I'm the person who's not interested with money to a certain extent, I have interests that will involve money. And so we can, we'll, we'll find a common ground there for sure. Well, yeah. one other thing I'll, I'll add to that. One thing that you, you actually say a lot is to focus on the money as this external problem. Oh yeah. So if I'm like, just like, we cards, you know, (laughs) like he's not going to attack me. He's just going to look at that as like this objective problem that, you know, we need to come together to figure out how to maybe, you know, be more responsible with our money and not attack me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, so things like that. So just whatever, whatever your challenge is financially, looking at that as this separate thing that the two of you are going to um, improve together. Yeah. It's like, imagine there's a third chair in the room. And Mm -hmm. so it's like you and your spouse and this third chair is the situation that you're talking about about. And so it's not, you're not directing this emotionally towards your, your spouse. You're not getting upset with them. You're like, okay, we're going to objectively look at this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those are really interesting. I like that a lot. Like take the, like start out with saying, where do we want to be? And then how can we get there? And then that'll naturally lead you into the things that maybe the money person knows are going to be an objection, but also you don't want to race just into those. Cause that's going to make someone feel attacked. And again, make that negative correlation with money. And they won't enjoy having any conversations, whether things are going good or not. Exactly. So should this conversation be spontaneous? I think we've talked multiple times about make sure you're not just springing it on people or should it be, should it be planned? How often maybe should it be planned if it should be? When you're first getting started, it should really be weekly. Um, A lot of people make the mistake. It's a very common mistake of creating a budget at the beginning of the month and then not looking at it again until the beginning of the next month. Um, When you you are actually trying to make some habit change with your finances, you guys need to sit down weekly and find a nice quiet time that... um, you can, you can talk about your money. Uh, and then as things get better, as you get better, those meetings become less and less. Like we're mm-hmm. at the point where like, we're operating off of an annual budget pretty much. And we talk once a month and we're just like, yep, things are going exactly as we thought. Cool. You know, and we just cool. move yeah. on with our lives. So, so you can graduate to that. Um, you just, you do have to pay your dues though. You have to start out with that <laughs> weekly, weekly workout. <laughs> yeah. And the weekly meeting doesn't have to be as long as those monthly ones, of course, like it can just be a, uh a touching base. And then, like you said, as you get better and better, they become like less necessary because you're more comfortable with it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, like kind of setting up some ground rules. If I have a hard day at work, that might, might, we might've planned to talk tonight, but I got home from work and I'm exhausted. I'm tired and I'm just not in a condition. So we got to like read the room a little bit and say, Hey, is, 
We said we were going to talk about this today. I had a rough day. Can we just put, well, let's just talk about it first thing tomorrow. So being open to the idea is like, we want to make sure that, like Rebecca said, we're not trying to spring bad things onto people all the time, but we also don't want to like have the conversation if we're in a bad mood, because that's also not going to be productive or useful for our time either. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Be willing to be willing to move things around, be willing to adjust. One thing that's kept coming into my mind as we were talking is like, there, there's always going to be time, like as long as you're willing to have these conversations, there's always going to be time to fix what might be wrong or to like correct your path a little bit. Obviously, if you're just ignoring it forever, like eventually you're going to run out of time. But like if you're willing to try to put in the work, you got plenty of time to make the adjustments you need to. So don't don't stress yourself out with like you're going to run out of time or something. Exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a journey. And when you get it wrong, this is an opportunity to figure out why did it go wrong and what can I do better? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's all a progression. And like, I think you're, you're absolutely right. People think that it needs to be like figured out right now, you know, as soon as possible. And it's some race to some finish line, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's not. And, and you have more time than, than you really think at least to like, to figure it out and enough to make the progress that you want to make It's there's no rush. Well, and there's negative cycles too that we go through just in general. If I start to get in that cycle of like, oh, I should have had it figured out or we should be getting this done a lot faster. That's a quick way to say, well, whatever. And just put, throw your hands up and give up quickly. Mm -hmm. So you got to realize it is going to take, a, it can take a long time. You got your entire life. You got a lot of paychecks ahead of you and you can slowly fix the problem. Having a bunch of small wins is just going to be better for you than having one large win right away. You're going to be able to make more progress and probably be more consistent with lots of small wins versus if you win, if you win the lottery, you're just going to be like, all right, I did it. We're done. And that's yeah. not good for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like you said, it's not all going to be figured out all at once. And me and my wife are going through that right now. She's in PA school. So there's some large tuition bills that keep coming due every three months. And I'm like, let's invest all of our money because we don't have any kids. Like, let's just start saving like crazy. And then she reminds me that, hey, we have to pay tuition every couple months. So like it's it's an adapting process. And like we're not gonna, we're not gonna be at financial independence or whatever your goal is in a in a couple of days just because of this grand plan that I put together. So definitely a balance there. Yeah. Awesome. So we've talked a little bit about things like credit card debt, but how do you handle or start a conversation around complex subjects? Because maybe you just got married and came into a relationship. One person has credit card debt, but you're completely against it, like religiously against credit card debt or something like that. And how do you bring up something that might be a little bit of a heavy conversation like credit card debt or spending habits and things like that? That's such a good question. And I love it because this is that relational piece that I'm talking about that I think you really just need to master for your marriage period. Um, you really have to learn how to be compassionate and have um, create a safe space where there's not judgment and there's understanding that we all have different money stories and we all have different values and beliefs. And so you know, hopefully you're having that conversation before you get married um, and you and you are uh, honest with the person that you're going to marry about your financial situation before. Um, but regardless of when it comes up, you know, really working on your relationship, creating a space that's that's free from judgment so that your spouse can open up to you and be honest about what's going on. And you're not going to attack them, shame them, judge them. Um, but you're going to just like we were saying earlier, say, you know, accept them for who they are and say, okay, so how can we get through this together? Because, you know, it, and it's, it's going to be messy, of course, especially if there is that level of distrust. Um, but that's why it's so important to have the conversation sooner than later is that as soon as you start to put distrust, you know, lose someone's trust, it's really hard to build back. 
So you really need to be very honest from as soon as possible. Um, and then the person on the, who's, you know, finding out about this needs to, that's an opportunity for them to show who they really are and how safe that person can be with them in telling them some things that they, they already feel guilty about. They already like have these negative emotions. They're judging themselves. They don't need you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They, they already know that it's probably not the best thing for them to be doing financially. So you don't, you don't need to tell them that like they, you need to like, I think this goes back to almost what Dylan said earlier about like, start at that uh, dreaming stage where you're like maybe shooting for some goals and then help everyone get to the point where they understand that maybe the credit card debt's an objective. Dylan, did you have anything to add about talking about complex subjects? Well, I, I definitely like what you said, because uh, that's where I would go with it as well. In these hard conversations is finding the common ground where we want to go. And then just talking to your spouse and asking, asking them questions about like, where, what do what do they really want day to day in their life? You know, maybe the credit card debt came up because they were, they were spending more than they made because they were trying to survive. Like that's one thing. Now we're working together as a team mm -hmm. and now there's more money and we can, we can figure this out together. You know, maybe it's a matter of just finding out the balance of, um, you know, having some fun, but also being serious with our money. So there's just like ways to cut back and then, but not give everything up. Like, I don't think that's the one thing that people get so scared about when they talk to a financial coach is like, oh, you're going to make me go on the strict diet and I'm not going to have any more fun. And we don't want people to feel that way at all. We actually want people to do the things that they value the most in their life. And so, you know, if it comes down to credit card debt and a spending habit, it's like, what things really do excite you? Let's make space so that you can have these things. We're not going to cut you 100% off of them, but let's make sure that we also are reaching those goals that uh, that we brought up earlier that we're really excited about as well. well. We'll we'll do both of these things and we'll find a balance that works out nicely for us. I think it's a big opportunity to actually get to know your spouse more. Yeah. Um, to under, like I was saying, you know, and, and Dylan echoed to understand what they value and, and to just continue to have those conversations of, well, you know, how do you see us designing our life together? And what is, what is your vision for our marriage and our relationship? What does it look like? And, you know, what are the things that you really want to do a lot together and, and that sort of thing. So it's, a, it's just a really cool opportunity to get to know your spouse on a, on a deeper level and then intentionally make those things come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. I like everything of what you guys said there. So if anyone is thinking about bringing up some sort of complex subject in their marriage, go back, rewind a few seconds and go listen to that again. I thought that was great. So <laughs> thank you Thanks. both. Let's uh, wrap up here just with a, a quick question. But Dylan, what are your thoughts about does money, does talking about money get easier? Does it get easier for you guys since you started? And what do people have to look forward to? 100% it gets easier. I find that the more that you talk about something, the easier it's going to get. Imagine like, I heard someone talk about this in, in a different ish, uh, setting, but imagine if you aren't willing to bring up small issues, how can we talk about the hard issues, right? And so by me saying like, hey, like it bothers me that uh, we leave our clothes out in the bathroom every morning, like that's a small thing, but how am I gonna be able to talk about things like life insurance or uh, you know, the next big step in our life if I can't even talk about a small thing like clothes on the floor. And I think the same th thing applies here with finances is that, you know, if we aren't willing to talk about the small purchases, how can we talk about the big ones? And so by having a daily conversation about what we're doing with our money, it really starts to pay off because then these other conversations get bigger or get better and better. Awesome. Yeah. Rebecca, what are your thoughts? Does talking about money get easier? Is it still, is it hard to talk about money with Dylan? 
It, no, not at all. <laughs> it's it, it gets so much easier. And, you know, our clients see this too, that just, you know, there was just this um, worry that it would turn into something that they didn't want it to, they wanted it to harm the relationship and whatnot. But what ends up happening, like we we're saying is it really ends up strengthening the relationship and you end up getting so much easier because it also, once you get through the really hard work, it just becomes exciting. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's look at the progress that we made. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so, that's so thrilling, you know, like, oh yes, vacation is totally funded oh, or heck yeah, credit cards paid off, you know? So, so these, it, it's, it's all the lens that you view it through and it's, you know, being able to, to celebrate those wins, whatever they are, but eventually they just get bigger and bigger. And so it's just like, all right, sweet action. We're, we're doing good. And you actually get to, t especially like if in the past you've had financial anxiety or things like that, you really just get that soothing, like I'm good. I'm good. And that feels so awesome, like on a really deep level. So it just gets, it gets easier. It gets so much easier. Just start talking about yeah. money. guys. <laughs> yeah. Just start talking. That's the whole, that's the whole premise of this podcast is just start talking about money. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And I'll just, I'll add one quick thought too. Like if you're going through getting out of debt, or, you know, going through some financial difficulties, if you work through it together, like always going through difficult things with other people bonds you even more. So like, like Rebecca was saying, like, oh, once you get through that stuff, then you get to talk about the exciting stuff. So that's great. But it also just brings you together because you were able to get through some adversity together you're and, be, buddies. and then you're better for it. So that's always a, a, a great thing about going through this process. It's not easy, but it gets yeah. better. It gets better and it gets fun. Like you guys are saying, you start hitting those goals, you start progressing faster. And it's just, it's always a fun time then when you get to talk about it. You're like, what goals are we hitting? What, what are we moving towards? So yeah, that's always super fun. But thank you both for coming on. This has been a super fun interview. What are well, you guys so. up to? How can people contact you if they maybe just got married and want to talk to some financial coaches who maybe could help them out? Yeah. So definitely check out our podcast. It's called Rad Money. And we're having a ton of fun creating over there. Um, so if you just want to hear us gab, head on over there. <laughs> um, but if you want to learn more about our coaching, then check out our website, radcoaches.com. And uh, we're also Rad Coaches on Instagram. And uh, you can find out any information there about working with us. We are going to be launching like a group coaching program for married couples very shortly. So we're really looking forward to launching that. Awesome. That sounds super cool. Dylan, do you have anything to add about today's conversation or what you guys are up to? Oh, well, it was awesome chatting with you, Skylar. And uh, Rebecca really summed it up. She did a nice job kind of hitting all the points. Yeah, we're, awesome. we, we just started our podcasting journey. And so it's it's just diving into this type of conversation every episode. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I found you guys and that we were able to make this work. This was super fun. Thank you both for coming on. And of course, I'll link everything you guys mentioned in the show notes for anyone who wants to find you guys. But thanks for coming on. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you, thanks, Skylar. Skylar. Wow, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know that I did. There was a whole bunch of great information in there. What do you do? How do you talk about money? How do you talk about complex subjects? Well, make sure you don't bombard each other. Talk about things in a natural conversation. Don't attack somebody. Look at money as an external problem. Make sure that you're talking about money because it does get easier. It gets way easier and it becomes exciting and something fun to talk about. And you get really fired up when you start to see your success begin to progress and keep going and going and you start to see that compounding interest in your money talks. So be sure to be talking about money in a marriage because it's the only way you're going to progress quicker and quicker. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a married friend of yours and let them know how to start a money conversation. It's a great episode. So be sure to share. 
And of course, check out Rebecca and Dylan's information in the show notes. You can also always reach out to me or find my website in the show notes as well. But I appreciate each one of you for listening. Go check out this post and this episode on social media and leave a comment of what you found most helpful. But thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. This show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and may not be specific to your unique situation. Please be sure to do additional research before making any financial decisions. Thank you.